2: there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they
1: need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact an epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with american express you breeze through the card member entrance stop by the lounge now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet this is gonna be good that's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
2: Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip: Stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball. Just. Like us, each graduate hotel is like a shrine to local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford.
1: Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person.
2: Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast.
3: bears general manager ryan pace made quite an admission today that after signing nick Foles in the or bringing over nick Foles in the offseason to back up mitchell trubisky he may not be or may not even be doing that the admission by ryan pace is that it's an open competition now for the bears starting quarterback job between nick Foles and mitchell trubisky
4: well wait dan i thought earlier in the offseason he said that it was Mitch's job. I don't like. I'm I'm offended, Dan. They lied to me. They the, the Chicago Bears lied to me, and they lied to the rest of us, Dan. They told us it was Mitch Trubisky's job, and not even to worry about anything else. What do you, What do you mean it's an open competition now? What happened?
3: This reminds this reminds me of when you make your preseason Super Bowl pick, and you have a team still alive that has no chance of winning, like the <laughs> Eagles, like I did. Do I stick with that pick because I made it in early September, or am I able to change it? That seems to be the case with the Chicago Bears, and now that they have Nick Foles and maybe things have changed. They aren't yeah, just sticking with their message.
4: Uh, look, th- um this is the right move. Mitch Trubisky has got 41 starts in his NFL career. I think that's plenty to at least have an idea as to what you got. I get the early year with, with John Fox and all of that that happened, and then you've got Matt Nagy, and it's not like it's just Mitch Trubisky who's the problem. I don't think Mitch, Mitch Trubisky's a horrible starting NFL quarterback, but when you draft a guy that high, and you've got a championship window that closes each year that you don't win a playoff game because your kicker double-doinks a kick at the end of the game... Because because the all-world all offensive mind of Matt Nagy wasn't able to generate a closing drive to finish off the Eagles in that playoff game, but don't worry about it. I'm over it. Um, when you have that situation happen, you've got to make moves. Ryan Pace is on the clock and they're making the right move by making this an open competition instead of waiting it out and just granting uh, Trubisky the job like the Titans did with Marcus Mariota a year ago. They're saying, screw that. Going into camp, this is the, the path we're going to take and I have no issue with it.
3: I I actually think it helps Trubisky in a slight way, and in the way that I look at it is at least he wouldn't go in trying not to lose the job. And I right. do think that there is a different mindset of going in. If you have the job, maybe Mitchell Trubisky is afraid of making mistakes and maybe isn't operating the offense as he should because he doesn't want to do the wrong thing. Now what he actually needs to show is that I'm better than Nick Foles to start this season in that I'm the better option for us on offense because he has nothing to protect if the starting job isn't his. So in a way, I think that that is, that is beneficial of Trubisky. But I also wonder, Jonas, when Nick Foles is making $22 million a year, I'm almost thinking like this is assumed. Like, I mean, how short of a leash would you have to have if you were Mitchell Trubisky or Matt Nagy on Mitchell Trubisky if you're paying Nick Foles that much and have a decision to make on Trubisky's future. I mean, I think it's, I just think it's very unique when Foles is making more money than Mitchell Trubisky is, and then you're going to say, well, he's just going to back him up. That, to me, doesn't even make a lot of sense.
4: Yeah, and look, uh, they restructured Foles' deal to where it's not going to be as much of a hit, but no doubt about it, he's making more money than, uh, than Mitch Trubisky. And the fact that it was Nick Foles and not a Cam Newton or some of these other quarterbacks that were rumored out there led me to believe that this was absolutely going to be a real competition. I think if you bring in a guy like Cam Newton, it's similar to the Ryan Tantahill-Marcus Mariota relationship because you're still giving the starting quarterback, in their case it was Mariota, in this case Mitch Trubisky, the benefit of the doubt, and assuming going into it he's going to be the better guy. Nick Foles knows this system. That's why they made the move for him. They made the move trying to maximize this. Ryan Pace even said later in the press conference that he called Nick Foles the prize of their free agent, free agent acquisition. He was the prize of their free agency. Uh, when when the betting odds came out, and look, betting odds aren't everything. Um, well, they they are an hour too, and we'll explain that later on because that's a whole another world. That that Dan Byer has continued to provide us with game show material here, uh, even in the middle of a pandemic. Your game show ideas continue to flourish. Um, but in the betting world, the odds came out about a week ago, and it was and Nick Foles was favored to be the starter week one over Mitch Trubisky, and I saw that and I thought. Well wait a second. That that doesn't even like Mitch Trubisky's a starting quarterback. This is gonna be a Tennessee Titans situation. The more I step back and look at it, the more I realize. No, you don't trade a fourth-round pick when you're already lacking draft picks and commit that kind of money to a backup quarterback unless you're thinking most likely this guy's going to be the starter. I think Nick Foles is going to win the job, but it'll be interesting to watch in the offseason or yeah, in my, the preseason.
3: Yeah, my name was $21 million guaranteed for Nick Foles as part of that restructure, which was less than what uh, the average was, less than what he signed with Jacksonville. I think it's more of a Ryan Pace deal. As well, like this is this is the the interesting thing that I look at Ryan Pace and I actually don't blame Ryan Pace because I think that when you look at what his tenure has brought to the Chicago Bears maybe there's there's stuff to be desired but Ryan Pace finds himself ahead of the game at every single turn it's like he's two steps ahead of the feds where he will say all right we're we're going to bring in Mike Glennon and then what do you do you draft Mitchell Trubisky by trading up a spot not letting your current head coach know you know that that was going to happen so now he's attached himself to Mitchell Trubisky well Trubisky doesn't work out so what do you do You bring in Nick Foles, you trade away that draft capital, and now you're kind of attaching yourself to Nick Foles and distancing yourself from Mitchell Trubisky. It's a great move by Ryan Pace to keep himself employed by the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he's setting quite a pace.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. How, about How about that, I? huh? How about that, Dan? A little, <laughs> little, a little, pun on a Friday. A little pandemic pun there, Dan Byer. <laughs> I like um, it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, he's he's the pace car in this race. If you were to just go through, if you were to just go through, first of all, he takes over the job. They draft Kevin White, right? Now I don't know if you've heard, Dan, but Kevin White didn't really work out as a top ten pick. So they draft Kevin White. That doesn't work out. They trade up. To draft Mitch Trubisky... That doesn't work out. So much so that they're committing $21 million to Nick Foles, who was 0-4 last year as a starter for Jacksonville, to try and save their bacon in that regard. Then they trade up to take Leonard Floyd because they think he's the pass rusher they need on the outside. That worked so well that they committed two more first-round picks to a real pass rusher in Khalil Mack, and they didn't even bring back Leonard Floyd for the fifth year of his rookie deal. They have missed over and over, over near the top of the draft. And to your point, he's had to use a Band-Aid to try and cover up all these these open wounds that they've got as a roster, but he hits on the later round. So if it's Eddie Jackson or Tariq Cohn or some of these guys, the, these are nice pickups. The fact they gave Robert Quinn, who, if I'm not mistaken, is either 29 or 30, uh, if not a little older, the fact they gave Robert Quinn the kind of money they did, this feels like as much of an all-in move for the bears this year as any other year has and i think to your point it's because ryan pace knows the clock is ticking he knows he's starting to feel the heat and if they don't deliver something worth worthwhile this year he could be on the way out after the season
3: but that's my thing like i think that he's felt heat for a while you know like in with everything that you've listed it's amazing that he is still Ahead of the game, you could say he's the pacemaker.
4: Oh, yeah, that, Wow, I, there that it is, is. <laughs> <laughs> the, that little little silver bullet, Dan. Oh, just uh <laughs> Or that's well, the pacemaker. To... Never mind. We'll go ahead and leave that out. Uh, leave, <laughs> take that out of the podcast. <laughs> I missed that one. All right. Um, well, uh, you did pace car, and that's I. You know, I mean, but you know, I mean, at this at this point, we're just copy and pacing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's true. It he, it's funny because I do think that he's copied and pasted a bit of what ha- happened in Baltimore. Like the the idea that these coach and I'm not saying that that Ryan Pace is sturdy. What I'm saying is Ryan Pace understands what you have to do to keep a job in the National Football League, and right now he's been able to do so despite the hiccups that you just laid out, and he stayed ahead of the game where change hasn't been made. I go to Baltimore where just a couple of years ago John Harbaugh was on the hot seat. It seemed that maybe John Harbaugh's message to the team, you know what, great run, you got a Super Bowl win, but maybe it's time to change things up a bit. Well, you bring in Lamar Jackson as a draft pick that season. You have Joe Flacco, and instead of hitching the wagon to Joe Flacco, they make the change mid-season, and now we look at John Harbaugh not only as a genius, but a guy that could probably coach another 12 years in the National Football League. And it's the exact opposite of what Hugh Jackson did in Cleveland. He tried to hitch his wagon to Tarad Taylor instead of the first overall pick Baker Mayfield, thinking that, hey, I need to win five games to save my job. And it's just that's not how the NFL works anymore. You gotta stay ahead of the game. You gotta attach yourself to the the next big thing because that's all people care about. And if you thought of as old or if you're, you know, Working and living on your past—that doesn't work in the National Football League. So it's amazing to see the job that Ryan Pace has done because we we saw how it doesn't work as a head coach with Hugh Jackson and how it does work with John Harbaugh in Baltimore.
4: And then there's the extreme to where uh, not only does it not work, it completely blows up in your face. Remember Steve Wilkes latching onto the Josh Rosen wagon in Arizona? Not only not only did it cost him his job, it cost Josh Rosen his job too a year later. So yeah, I mean, there's there's different strategies and. to your point on the on the John Harbaugh stuff, I, people forget this, but there was there was a report that came out um, midway through the season where they were already w- ready to move on. They were going to say bye to Ozzie Newsom at the end of the year. They were going to say bye to Joe Flacco at the end of the year and to John Harbaugh. That was a report that came out because they felt like, all right, we're just going to start fresh. We're going to start from scratch, and we're going to go in a due direction. And then all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson got hot. And John Harbaugh's got a two-year contract extension after the season. So this stuff can change, and and it's really fluid. I just – let's also not forget Matt Nagy wasn't the coach that was there when Mitch Trubisky was drafted. So I, I just feel like this is really a make-or-break season, and either Trubisky or Pace is gone, if not both of them, if things don't go well this year. Will
3: 2020 be bear down or bear up? We'll see.
0: <laughs> Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
2: Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills
1: as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash impact.
0: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking?
3: Minnesota Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. No Doug today, Kyle, because he was in for Colin Cowherd. So you've got Jonas and I for the next ten minutes or so. How are you?
5: I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, thanks.
3: We we, we are doing spectacular. I'm curious to ask you because it's a crazy time. But you last year, take it, go back a year from now in your off season. Because you hadn't gotten your contract extension yet. What what was it like for you in an off season where you're wondering about your future, you don't know what the Vikings are gonna do? They end up drafting a tight end at that time. But if you go back a year, what kind of situation were you in and how do you compare it to, I don't know, I guess life now in this crazy world?
5: Well, for for me and my career up to that point, I had never really had any uncertainty in an off season. You know, every offseason I knew that I was going to be there the following year, you know, whether that be through a contract situation, guaranteed money, uh, you know, all the different factors that go into um, certainty in an off season. And and last year for the first time in my career, there was a little uncertainty. Um, But with that being said, it was, you know, our number one goal, um, myself and my family to remain a Minnesota Viking. And, you know, the, the Vikings wanted to keep me in Minnesota. So, yeah, there was a little bit of uncertainty, but, you know, at no point last year did we feel like we were going to be anywhere but in Minnesota. Uh but for for the first time in our careers, it was an off-season with a little bit of uncertainty.
4: Uh, Kyle Rudolph joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You've started and played in every single game going all the way back to 2015, and which is impressive in the NFL just seeing how physical the sport is now, how demanding the sport is. What's the closest you came to not being able to suit up during that time?
5: Uh, in 2017, we were playing the, the Cincinnati Bengals in Week 15 at home, and um, I had... A high ankle sprain the week before in Carolina, and I didn't practice all week. Coach Zimmer actually ruled me out on Friday in his press conference, and uh, I had to go to our head trainer, Eric Sugarman, and uh, really just beg and plead that the game was still 48 hours away, and you know I still had two days to try to prove that I could play. Uh, So then I went in early on Saturday morning and had like a private workout with our tight end, my tight end coach at the time, our head trainer and our offensive coordinator and was able to prove to them that I'd be good enough to go and went through walk through that day on Saturday morning and uh, was able to play that Sunday. So uh, that was probably the closest considering the fact that Coach Zimmer ruled me out during his press conference and then (laughs) our trainer had to run down and update him that I was just doubtful not out. You should have done it WWE style and not tell anyone, <laughs> and then they could go Jim
3: Ross like, what the hell is Kyle Rudolph doing here? <laughs> and it would, it would have been magnificent. Kyle Rudolph joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. What do you need to get ready for a season? Because we know what the NBA is going through. They're trying to figure stuff out. But now as this, this COVID-19 and coronavirus uh, you know, puts a halt on life, we start to look ahead to... How could this affect the NFL? As a player, as a veteran, what are you concerned about? What do you need to have as a player to have a full season?
5: Well, you know, I've I've gone through an offseason without an offseason before. You know, back in 2011, we didn't have an offseason due to the lockout. We didn't have any OTAs, no minicamp. We just reported to training camp at the end of July, and, and that was kind of, all you knew, you know, that's what everybody did that year. Um, so I've gone through that before. I know what that's like. Uh, but for us, you know, I think about our team and our team situation and, you know, really for the first time in the last six years under Coach Zimmer, we have a lot of, of turnover on our roster. We have a lot of young, new faces on our team. And, uh, you know, for us, these these off season workouts, the 10 OTA practices, the three mini camp practices would be really important. Um, but with that being said, you know, the uncertainty that is this off season. as a player, you know, you just got to prepare yourself physically for whenever the time is that they say we can come back and, and be in the facility and, and be in those workouts. So uh, I'm getting used to this new normal and, and training at the house and, and doing everything I can to, to make sure that I'm in the best shape possible. So whenever we do go back to work, I'm ready to go.
4: Uh, Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on FSR. When you catch the touchdown pass in overtime against the Saints, did part of you, did you immediately want to look around and say, okay, where's the flag? Just considering how it's been called that it was in New Orleans and they cried all last season about how they got (laughs) jobbed in a playoff game, did you just, were you just waiting for the bad news and were you surprised when it didn't happen?
5: Well, not initially, no. You know, like any play in the NFL, everything kind of happens so fast. Um, but then when they went to review it as a scoring play, obviously it's reviewed. And, you know, I remember earlier this past year, we, we had a scoring play, a, a pass to Stefan, and, you know, they reviewed it as a scoring play, and we didn't think anything could have possibly come for it. Yet Dalvin accidentally ran into a linebacker on the other side of the field, <laughs> and they ended up calling offensive pass interference on Dalvin and they took the touchdown off the board. So when they went to review it, I was like, you know, a little nervous. And, uh, you know, they reviewed it and called it a touchdown and the play stood. And um, like I said, during the moment though, it kind of just all happened so fast. We were going back and forth. And then uh, once they confirmed it, I was uh, relieved. Kyle, what
3: was it like when you got the news that Stephon Diggs was traded to Buffalo? What was your reaction? Uh,
5: It's, you know, it's it's obviously hard to to fill that void. You know, Stefan was a phenomenal player for us, a guy that um I enjoyed going uh to work with on Sundays and a guy who, you know, is one of the best competitors I've ever been around. You know, with that being said, I have full faith in our organization and, and Rick Spielman to make those kind of decisions to, to, to better our roster and you know, like I said before, we're going to have to rely on a lot of young players, and you know, some of those guys will be draft picks that we were able to acquire in that trade. So, uh, I'm excited for for those opportunities and and those new faces, and you know, Buffalo's getting a, a phenomenal football player.
4: Uh, Kyle Rudolph, Vikings tight end, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you seem pretty mild-mannered and seem, you know, pretty even-keeled. Um, you know, not too excitable when you're on the field. But is there a moment that you can look back on during your either your college career at Notre Dame or in the NFL, the most pissed off you've ever been in a game?
5: Uh, yeah. I mean, if I think back to Notre Dame, I scored against Michigan. Uh, my last year in school, and um, there was a little over a minute left in the game. And, you know, we scored to go up by maybe four or five, anyway, a, more than a field goal. Uh, and then just watching Denard Robinson run around without his cleats tied and uh, went right down the field in less than a minute and, and scored, and they won the game at the end of the fourth quarter. And, I just remember being so furious because, like that, it was kind of crazy. Like that whole game, it was like cloudy and rainy, and we were going back and forth, back and forth. And you know, we scored with a little over a minute left, and sure enough, like the clouds disappeared, the sun came out. You're like, oh yeah, you know, it's God rooting on Notre <laughs> Dame, like we're going to win this one. Uh, and that wasn't the case.
4: If if his cleats would have been tied, would it have been as bad, or would you have been as pissed off if at least he had tied his
5: cleats? Yeah, exactly. Like he, he didn't even have his shoes tied yet; he was running around, and no one could tackle him.
3: Aren't there a helmet, stupid, Kyle? Michigan, just so dumb. I,
5: uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so not we a- actually have. There's a high school here in Minnesota, um, in Rosemount, and they're the Fighting Irish. Yet they have the Michigan winged helmet. It is the most bizarre. <laughs> like one of my former teammates actually played there and like when i saw his hump like his high school helmet for the first time something in his locker I was like, wait a minute, are you guys the Irish? Like, yeah. I'm like, you have Michigan's helmet. Like, that doesn't work.
3: <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin, and half of the the high schools have adopted the Motion W. But they use it with all of the letters, so the L looks, like, really weird. I can't even say that that's – when you combine Michigan and, and the Fighting Irish, it's – yeah, that's absurd. I thought that was maybe a Waisata sort of thing in Minnesota, but no.
5: Yeah, That's there you a, go. That's where we live. We're up in Wysetta. Oh, wow. All right. Look at Dan right. dropping little Minnesota knowledge there. Huh? You know, Absolutely. Well, they're,
3: they're the neighbors na- they are the neighbors to the west. That is that is true. But uh Kyle Rudolph joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh so what do you expect from Kirk Cousins? I I mean listen, the guy, the guy gets paid a lot of money, but it ain't easy money because we're always on on the cases. What are we missing about Kirk Cousins that we just that that maybe we don't see or that we don't understand because we're always on his case.
5: Well, that's the nature of that position. Uh, you know, I've said this before uh, when asked about Kirk and uh, when when you sign a contract in free agency, uh, the most guaranteed money, the first fully guaranteed contract, uh, and you're the the face of the franchise, that comes with the territory. Uh, and so often in our league, quarterbacks get way too much credit when we win games, and they get way too much blame when we lose games. That's just the nature of that position. Um, I think what we can expect from Kirk is a guy who will go out and for the whatever year in a row uh, play really, really good football. And there's so much else that goes into wins and losses outside of the quarterback. Uh, You know, you look at, you know, all the things that we did last year until we couldn't win uh, big games on the road in prime time. And, you know, we won in Dallas on Sunday night football. Um, You know, oftentimes the Monday night thing gets brought up. Well, we played a really, really good Seattle team on the road in Seattle and and Kirk was not the reason why we lost that game. He played phenomenal. Uh, So there's so many other things that go into what the outside world wants to always put on the quarterback because it's the nature of the position um that's not always the case
3: well Stefan Diggs won't be subtweeting him at least this season we've at least got that to (laughs) look forward to Kyle we appreciate the time best of luck this offseason best to you and your family and uh yeah
0: we uh, hope to do this again soon appreciate it Thanks for having me, guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
2: Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament. You have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice
1: the procedures to treat cataracts
4: Say you're a quarterback and you just took a team to a Super Bowl. Would you feel pretty secure with your job? Would you feel like, you know, I just took this team to a Super Bowl. Like your job security wouldn't really come into question. Yeah. Would it? No, you
3: are you are you oh. are good to go.
4: Yeah, because Michael Lombardi um, was on an interview, obviously longtime front office guy, um, now does a lot of things media-wise, but he was uh, doing a podcast recently, and he talked about how the San Francisco 49ers got a bunch of requests, got multiple requests about Nick Mullins in a trade. And that the 49ers denied and turned down all of those attempts to trade for Nick Mullins, who, as we know, is the backup quarterback for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just get this weird, funny suspicion, much like Derek Carr in Oakland with the Raiders, even though I'm not saying I agree with this, but I get a weird feeling that the 49ers aren't totally married to Jimmy Garoppolo, thus their desire to want to hold on to Nick Mullins.
3: Are you saying that they could make a quarterback change maybe in the 2020 season maybe in the 2021 season because I think there are different levels to this when analyzing on why they would want to keep him around so I'm just trying to get more information on when where do you think the 49ers are like is it an immediate thing where like we don't trust them. We may need them next season, or is it like let's continue to sit on them? Let's let this play out another season. Then maybe we go to Nick Mullins in 2021 because I think there's a lot of different ways we can go with this.
4: I don't. I think if something came along, if an offer, if an offer came along for another quarterback to possibly be in the mix i think the 49ers would would absolutely be open to it and the more you hear from people in discussing their their interest in tom brady this offseason there was real interest it wasn't like this was just dismissive and oh no that's just a rumor being thrown out there to stir up some interest for tom brady no there was real interest from the 49ers that was an a- absolutely a real discussion I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's been given a fair shake based on coming off the knee injury. Uh, I thought he was overly criticized because he went on a date with a porn star. Who cares, man? Uh, there there's a lot of this stuff that I don't that I just don't like and I don't think he's been given a fair shot with, but it just feels to me like the organization isn't and kyle shanahan aren't totally sold on jimmy garoppolo and if there were an opportunity to add to that position or to make a move in that position i think they would be open to it and i think they're high enough on nick mullins to where if they needed to make a change they feel like they could get some things done with nick mullins
3: this is this is this is my issue And a look with the 49ers is they their window is now their window is actually is one year in Two years ago, they were the second-worst team in the National Football League, and that's why they drafted second. They have this unbelievable turnaround. You aren't sure what your window is going to be, but you also aren't sure what's going to happen with your players when the games are different. And I use this NBA uh, comparison. Remember when Jordan Clarkson was ripping things up for the Lakers, when the Lakers were winning like 25 games a year, and the Lakers were looking for anybody to possibly be the next guy to step up. And Jordan Clarkson was a guy who was averaging 18 points a game and you're like they can't get rid of Jordan Clarkson. He is a find. But Jordan Clarkson is a guy who averages 18 points on a team that wins 25 games. He's not going to be the guy who averages 18 points on a team that wins 50 or 60 games. And I think that is a bit of what we see with Jimmy Garoppolo because, Jonas, it's not as much about what he did with New England in the limited time because it was really limited in his opportunities. It was what happened when he was brought over from New England in the trade and then ended up going on that winning streak when the 49ers were completely out of it. So that's what sold so many people on believing in, in Jimmy Garoppolo, that he is your guy, that this is the guy. And now we're like one season in, and I think the 49ers have a right to be, to your point of being like, yeah, I'm not too sure about this because I think there's two different players. There's there's stats guys, there's guys who can you know rack up numbers, but when it comes to making the throws in the Super Bowl when you have the ball in the final drive and making sure you don't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the field, those are throws that you have to make and those are throws that are easy to make when you're one in 12 and you're you know you're playing a a road game against a team that also doesn't have anything in it. That's where I think the 49ers are. they're trying to figure out who the actual real Jimmy Garoppolo is. So to your point about Nick Mullins still being there I, I I can't differ from it because I don't know exactly who Jimmy Garoppolo is
4: and I know that they do like Nick Mullins and I and Nick Mullins played um look before this past season, I think, I think it was Nick Mullins had more career NFL starts than Jimmy Garoppolo did because Garoppolo played sparingly in New England. He played a handful of games in uh, San Francisco uh, before he suffered the knee injury, which is a, a devastating knee injury at the Chiefs, ironically, um, on the road uh, the season before last. And so Nick Mullins actually had more experience than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I I think... And I understand why the 49ers are doing this. And I understand there is some hesitation there. I'm bigger on Jimmy Garoppolo than maybe some people are. Because I feel like him coming off that knee injury, that's a devastating knee injury. And he doesn't have a lot of starts under his belt. And the one year he did start every game for the 49ers, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And I get it. It's a team thing and all that. So I am higher on the San Francisco 49ers. But if you just look at the behavior it would indicate that San Francisco is not. If you look at the behavior of the Oakland Raiders and John Gruden and just some of what they've done, the behavioral patterns would indicate that the Raiders aren't totally sold on Derek Carr as their quarterback, and so I kind of feel the same about Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. That if something came along, if an offer came along, or an opportunity came along for them to f- upgrade at the position, I don't think that they would think twice about it. I, I think that they uh, they have an idea in mind as to who that guy is, and if if something happens along the lines, like I think the Raiders could possibly go quarterback in the draft. I really do. Uh, if if they don't believe that Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr is going to be an answer this upcoming season. I also think Marcus Mariota's got a real shot to play. It just feels like those two guys at the contracts that they've got, I don't think that their current teams are sold on them, and because of that, I think that's why San Francisco was hesitant to want to part ways with Nick Mullins.
3: Uh, you know, I said that the 49ers were in their window, and, and the point about being hesitant to trade Nick Mullins, I listen, the Colts thought that Andrew Luck was going to be their quarterback of the future but chris ballard was very hesitant to trade jacoby Brissett, almost wanting to get a ransom for Brissett as the backup i don't know if he had an inkling that andrew luck would retire or had some concerns about his health but the point is is that there were first round picks being attached to jacoby Brissett, and i think ballard even said like i wouldn't trade him for a first rounder well, Andrew Luck ends up retiring, and all of a sudden, Jacoby Brissett's the starting quarterback. And we're saying, now I get why Ballard did not want to trade Jacoby Brissett. Fast forward to April third of twenty twenty, and if the Indianapolis Colts could get a first round pick from Jacoby Brissett, you'd run to the bank with that. Oh so, God! You know, like 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 it's like it's a no brainer, and it's not a matter of hindsight is twenty twenty. It's the fact of you don't know what you're going to get with Nick Mullins just like maybe the Colts didn't know what they were going to get with Jacoby Brissett. Nick Mullins may have been in the same situation that Jimmy Garoppolo was in, in playing garbage time football and if somebody wants to come and knock on their door with a first-round pick or a second-round pick for Nick Mullins, I mean, I'm saying goodbye, see you later, even if I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, just for the for the fact of the offer. I don't know if people are lowballing San Francisco, but if you are John Lynch and people are offering you that pick or a decent pick for Mullins to be a backup in the NFL when your window is to win a Super Bowl, then you would have to do a deal to get to, to bring in a pick.
4: I don't know. Do you think if you're Indianapolis, just to see if he'll do it, you you float out, we'll give you Jacoby Brissett for a first-round pick to Bill O'Brien just to see if he'll do it? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> why like not? just just to right? see. <laughs> like, so like the guy it. in your
3: fantasy league has been taken advantage <laughs> yes. by three other owners. <laughs> oh like, a, let, me get, let me take a chance at this.
4: That's the guy in our fantasy league. Every single year he does a deal with the same guy who wins the league every single year, and we tell him, why do you continue to do this? What like if he calls you, hang up the phone. But he continues to make the trade, and unfortunately, I lost in the championship game to the guy that he made the trade with again. Pisses me off. Are we still on the air, <laughs> Um Yeah, I just I think if you're if you're San Francisco, there's a there's a hesitation there. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo came in, played well, but there were times to where you weren't sure if necessarily if if they were sold on it. And and look, I think. If Kirk Cousins were available this upcoming offseason, if if Minnesota hadn't redone his deal and extended him a little bit, I I do believe Kyle Shanahan would have welcomed the opportunity to work with Kirk Cousins again. I just it, it there's just an odd feeling there. There's just this this odd sort of, yeah, you know, we're we're into it, but we're not really into it. It's it's why the Raiders situation is fascinating. It's why the 49ers seeing how they're gonna play out. And look, I I think we might have talked about this before. You all of a sudden look at that division, and Arizona's interesting. I still think Seattle's got the best quarterback in the division, so they're going to be near the top no matter what. I'm, I would not surprise me whatsoever if the 49ers were a sub-500 team next year it just it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, to go from where they were the very next year, they're in a Super Bowl, if not for that half yard at the end of the regular season between the, the Seahawks and the 49ers mm-hmm. on Sunday night football, what kind of playoff run are we talking about? They go from the one seed to the five seed? I think it was. I just it would have been a completely yeah. different outcome. They got a lot of things to go their way last year, and and you can't expect that two years in a row.
3: I just I, I know that some would say like, hey, if it's in your window, then Mullins could just step in for Garoppolo, if if it was a worst case scenario. But I also think if if a team came with a second or third round pick to be able to add that to your. You know, to your system, and then you just you know I don't want to say you just go out and find another quarterback, but the but the gap between what you you know know of Nick Mullins and another backup out there, I don't think is that far of a drop. If they would have gotten if they if they would have gotten a real good offer for Mullins, they owe it to themselves to look to deal that. And I'm surprised I'm surprised that they have rebuffed that. Yeah, it and doesn't and, make any sense, especially yeah. When On the
0: verge.
4: And also, like one of the reports I saw is that a team called them to ask about Nick, and uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch just said, you know, uh, we need to Mullins it over for
3: a couple months. Oh, I knew
4: it was coming.
3: I knew it was coming.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
2: Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament, you have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder
1: Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
3: Joining us now on Fox Sports Radio, you can hear him alongside Jonas Knox, Sundays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Bobo. Hey, Darren, how's it going? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, it says Brady Quinn. My bad, Brady. My bad, my bad. At third and goal, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Come on, that was kind of funny, right?
6: Um, kind of. The only problem is uh, incredibly unprofessional because you didn't even get my Twitter right. It's actually at Brady underscore Quinn. oh, up- it is. Oh, what yeah.
3: happened? Oh, what happened to third is it, goal? Is it
6: Doug? Yeah, <laughs> <Is it> Doug. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
3: it's oh, Doug and Jonas, right?
4: <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he updated his uh, his Twitter account, but he doesn't go on Twitter anymore. So don't even worry about it.
6: It's not even a big Jonas loves going on there and then re- retweeting and, and replying to his own. His own stuff that's out there on social media. So it's always fun to look at Jonas's uh, social media feed because a lot of it is just Jonas's burner accounts.
4: <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, calling me homophobic slurs. That's what I do. I set up burner accounts and I call myself homophobic slurs.
6: That's what I do, buddy. Let me tell you, you've got you've got a lot of dark secrets. Okay, that's just one of the many many <laughs> ones we're still trying to work through on Sunday nights. <laughs>
3: You know, Jonas, uh, Just uh, he and I were talking about Nick Mullins and this, uh, this, this thought process that maybe the 49ers uh, have received some trade offers for Nick Mullins but have been reluctant to do so because of their questions maybe about Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward. Do you have questions about Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward?
6: No, I have none. Uh, and I think it's absurd, one, that anyone would give up anything For a guy that, look, in a a small, short stint, did pretty well. But outside of that, you really have no idea what he is. And you've got guys who've won an MVP before, have been to a Super Bowl in Cam Newton, a guy, Andy Dalton, who's going to be looking for work soon. That's passed for almost 30,000 yards. Uh, And that's not to mention Jameis Winston, who, you know, at this point, I don't know where he's going to sign or where he'd be, but um, he's got a ton more upside. He just led the league in passing last year. So, uh, as far as any speculation like that, the team that would trade or give something up for Nick Mullins, uh, it would be asinine, in my opinion. That's not no disrespect to him. It's just there's so many other options out there, and I didn't even talk about the draft. So w- why would you go after a guy who you know one is going to be more expensive in the not too distant future if you'd want to keep him? Uh, but two, I'm just I'm not really sure of the point. Uh, I think the only reason that the San Francisco 49ers keep him is. Look, they, they understand the value of a backup and they understand how good this team is. And if, and again, it has nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, but if he went down, as well as they run the football and play defense, Mullins might be able to get them through a few games. You know, that actually formula might be able to get them back to a Super Bowl, uh, even without their starting quarterback, uh, whether or not they can win it. That would then come up to Hal uh, Mullen's
4: place. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox NFL college football analyst, first-round draft prick, pride of Dublin, Ohio, blah, 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 Notre Dame great, uh, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb. Is there a quarterback that's not being discussed in the NFL draft that you think has got a real chance of sneaking into the back end of the, of the first round that maybe we're not discussing?
6: Um, I mean, maybe I'd say two guys, probably. I mean, Jacob Eason, because of arm strength, because of upside, he was only started one year, had a, you know almost a three-to-one touchdown interception ratio in Washington. Um And he was one of the top kids coming out of high school. So, you know, whether or not people realize this, teams look into that. Like, they, they understand, for example, the New England Patriots might go with Terrence Stidham this year. And people are like, who's that? Why would they go with that guy? They need a quarterback. And and Bill Belichick might be saying to them, look, this young man has, whether or not people realize it, he was the number one kid coming out of high school his year, went to Baylor, played actually well when he played that year, got hurt, had to transfer, ended going to Auburn, was kind of, you know, was a decent player there, but who knows what he could become. So, yeah, I think there was a guy like Eason who, you know, could end up surprising people if a a team really likes him and wants to take him back into the first. And then probably Hurts. Hurts is the guy that's like a wild card to me because he's athletic enough to do some of the quarterback run game scheme that you'd like to see. And and I think he's gotten better and better and better. I I know it's not it hasn't been as fast as maybe some people want, but even just watching him at Oklahoma this year from Alabama, I think he improved in the pocket as a passer. And then I think when you watch him, um, you know, at the combine, for example, and watching him drop back from under center, watching him do all those things, he just tends to get better and better. So that might be a guy that I think people could fall in love with because of all the things that he can do, and then maybe some of the intangibles too that he brings to the table.
3: Brady Quinn joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at Brady Quinn on Fox. No, that's mine. It's at Dan Beyer on Fox. Jonas Knox is with me. <laughs> just, just, just another joke. Hey, we give out wrong Twitter handles all the time. What part of the draft process? True. What part of the uh, draft process would you want to miss the most? Like going back because a lot of guys aren't uh, having pro days. They're not having you know in house visits with uh, with these teams. When you look back at your process, what would be the part that you wish went away or you didn't have to deal with at all?
6: Um, I, I mean, look at—I mean, I did more of my pro day because I was—I was, I was battling a little bit of an injury coming out of the bowl game. So, uh, in a perfect world, I would have just done stuff at the combine and never had a pro day. Uh, but, but honestly, like anything, basically after the season is all BS. Like it really is. Like wow. the medical and the interviews are really what teams are trying to get. And if they really want to see you throw, if they're curious about something, like they're going to come work you out. Um, the pro days, it's scripted. It's it's a bunch of blah. Like honestly, teams go there, and you probably have more downside than you do upside. Because if you, if God forbid you have a few incompletions, people might freak out. Uh, the combines, it's such a one. It's not football throwing a, the football in a t-shirt and shorts. And then two, outside of just being there in person and throwing and doing some things, it's the medical and the interviews that matter the most. So. You know, it's funny, like, this actually might be good for some teams because it'll force them to basically deal with whatever they see on film to make a decision on a player. And that actually could be, like, the best thing for some of these guys because instead of people being awed or wowed by what they did at the combine, or maybe if they did have a pro day, they're going to base it off the actual football that they're seeing, which is what they should do in the first place.
4: Uh, Brady Quinn joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Beyer, Jonas Knox, and for Doug Gottlieb here on FSR. Uh, your guy Ryan Pace uh, spoke earlier about the open competition at quarterback between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Who do you expect to be the starting quarterback week one uh, next season?
6: And Trubisky, and, and you can you can take your buddy Live at Jesus and, and have him make some bets all over this. Because here's the thing. If they wanted a true open competition and they wanted something to come in there that actually could beat Trubisky out and then be the starter, they would have went with someone like you know they would have signed Jameis Winston. They would have you know signed Cam Newton. Granted, he got released after I believe full signed. but um, you know they would have went after one of the guys who I think is more of an alpha, is more of the the type of guy that it, you know he's in there to get the job. Like he's in there to play. Uh, you know, Foles I, I think would be okay either way. I mean, he's made enough money at this point. He's played that role enough where I think he'd be okay if he wasn't the guy to start the season and then to be able to come in and be the savior like he did in Philly as compared to what he, you know, witnessed last year where he was the paid man, the guy coming into the season, you know, has a great drive week one, throws a touchdown pass and gets hurt. And when he comes back in, everyone was clamoring for Gardner Minshew. And, and, and by, by that point, you know, in, in the season, the team wasn't really fit for for full style of play. So I think he understands what it can be like being a starter and, and having that pressure and having it not work out. And maybe he'd rather be the savior anyway. So uh, to me, I think they would have went with someone else if they really wanted to put Trubisky, um, you know, up against it, trying to compete and maybe trying to, you know, have to ride the bench to start the season.
3: In, in Foles' four games that he played, his defense allowed 40 points, 33 points, 42 points, and 28 points. And when you look at his numbers in like those four games, and even or just maybe the three and a half or three as it was because he got replaced, yeah, he was overtaken by Minshew Mania for a team that has right. no popularity at all. It wasn't like he was atrocious. It, it, it's it's yeah, it's his he got more of a of 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 a bad deal than Josh Rosen got in Arizona. I mean,
6: uh, for- I I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, you, it was a perfect storm. Look, Minshew came in his his style of play was kind of dazzling and, and I think that impressed a lot of people. It was the opposite of Bowles who's kind of immobile. The guy wears jorts. He's got this wicked mustache and this amazing hair and he's got this <laughs> this attitude that like he, he basically was built for Jacksonville, Florida. So uh, I thought you were uh, talking about being, Ryan
4: Pace. Sorry about that. I thought no, you were just no. talking about Ryan Pace.
6: No. So so it was it was kind of a, a perfect storm for I, I think everything that took place down there. And 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 looking at like the, this opportunity now in Chicago, he knows Matt Nagy he was with him in KC. He knows Bill Lazor he's with him Philly. It, it's just a good fit from a scheme perspective, and for him to be a backup or him to be in that room, whether he's a starter or not. There he is.
4: There, that's what I'm talking about, Dan. By the way, are we are we gambling on WrestleMania this weekend, Brady?
6: Can you actually gamble on that?
4: can you gamble if you can gamble on horse races in Japan like like last weekend, we can gamble on WrestleMania this weekend.
6: Trust me. That's not that's not what Live Bet Jesus laid a bet on though. Well, Didn't he bet on something else last week? Yeah,
4: weekend? and he lost. I, we don't need to talk about that. That's neither here nor there. What it's was that, nights? by the way? I, I don't know. I have no idea. A tennis tournament somewhere. I have no idea. Oh, it well, was a tennis tournament. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They're still playing tennis somewhere? They are.
6: <laughs> Believe it or not, you,
4: social distancing. I've got some buddies who
6: are professional poker players. Well, they also do daily fantasy and all that stuff, which, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of frowned upon. But they, uh, they're, they're struggling right now, so they've really been hitting the uh, the, the online poker rooms hard. That and they said horse betting, it's two up in the air. So I guess you're a little more courageous than they
4: are, Jonas. Yeah, how about that?
3: WrestleMania is two nights, isn't it?
4: Yeah, two nights. Yeah. Two nights of betting. Two on, nights? On, yeah, two nights. Isn't there an over-under about Gronk that, that someone has between us? Yeah, there is. There absolutely is. I think there is. Yeah, get ready I think to is. pay off on that one, by the way. So, there's that. Uh Brady Quinn, uh, we appreciate it. Uh just get sloppy drunk this weekend. Be be hung over by the time the show starts on Sunday night. What do you say?
6: I I appreciate that. Unfortunately with uh with three little girls under 4, that's going to be kind of difficult to do. You know, okay. I I got some responsibilities. Okay. But I I appreciate the sentiment.
4: All right. Later, babe. We'll see you guys.
1: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
2: let's go places traveling for college hoops this year pro tip stay at graduate hotels they're obsessed with college basketball just like us each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni nods to school colors mascots why would you stay anywhere else they have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns and get this you can save up to 30 percent off with code doug that's my name doug good at any graduate hotel location anytime up to 30 percent off so Here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. CNN Underscore's Guide
0: to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point, and there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
4: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony
2: DeLisandro.
4: Billie's vocals. It was automatic art.
1: You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like,